Hello and welcome into the Hill and Valley. This is Nick Roby. Thanks for joining us. It is Monday afternoon, November 28th, 2022. I am excited to jump in with this. We had a lot of Clemson sports to talk about. It is always fun to uh, talk with y'all and thank you for listening. So I would say, when I say excited, excited to, to uh, it's, it's nice to talk Clemson sports and get to do this and, and share this with y'all. I wouldn't say the outcome on Saturday was as exciting, obviously, <laughs> but you know, we had Thanksgiving week. We had a lot of sports, a lot of football, some basketball, just a lot of a lot of that kind of stuff um, that we can just dive into. And so, Tigers were coming in uh, ten and one on the year, looking for the eleventh win, looking for their and also their eighth win in a row against South Carolina. And you know, Saturday didn't turn out the way a lot of us thought it would have. Uh, South Carolina came in and they. Clemson was up 14-0, you know, after the first quarter. You get the pick six early in the game. And then they have the long 90-play uh, yard touchdown run, or a touchdown drive with DJ with the run. So you're feeling great, up 14 to nothing. And even when, you know, they get the touchdown and then there's a safety, like, it feels great. And I would just say it just wasn't ever, ever fully able to come together. It's It's really been kind of a lot of things that, um, Clemson fans have seen this year is is you have spurts, uh, spurts of, of just really good play and then also spurts of like not really sure what's happening or or kind of just some leaves your head scratching a little bit and um, and the crazy part is we're talking about a team that's 10 and 2 going to the ACC title game and so I think it's just like then you have to use that in the context of like is it frustrating and just discouraging to lose in the way Clemson did on Saturday to South Carolina when arguably you on paper are probably the better team but they were better that day yes but it's like you can still feel that and then the crazy part is you win on Saturday your ACC champs and then you win in the bowl game more than likely if you win that you're probably playing in the Orange Bowl then you have an Orange Bowl win and then you've won 12 games so it's not all doom and gloom but at the same time like Saturday still sings and then you come into work Monday and especially when you lose to South Carolina it's it's not fun, you know, and it's been a while, honestly. You know, it was seven years ago or eight years ago, you know, 2013. And losing at home just doesn't happen that much. Dabo had a quote from Saturday night where, you know, this is only the second time since 2013 that Clemson's lost at home. Like, since the 2013 Florida State game. Like, that's it, you know. And before that, it was Pitt on the, you know, last minute last second field goal like there was a 40 game home winning streak so there's a few things that were snapped but it's still good I mean I think it's coming into today I think there's just a lot of like scrutinization into the program right now and just a lot of looking in from internally I know that they're looking they've been looking hard as kind of seeing what's been going well and what's not from this but also trying to get prepared for Saturday like there's still a game on Saturday Against a tough UNC team, I know who's also lost. You know they've lost two in a row. I think I was questioned, asked on Dabo too, of like when's the last time? I don't remember the last time that you know that you have both ACC teams coming into the title game have lost. Like that just doesn't usually happen, you know. But they're coming off a loss at home to NC State, and you know, and then before that Georgia Tech, and and so it's just gonna be a very interesting game because you just you just don't know what versions of the teams you're gonna get Saturday Saturday night in Charlotte. 
But going into the second half, I mean, all that being said, like the safety, like, or so I was still in the first half, they get the safety, you know, the Tigers, so you're up 16 to seven, you feel great. And then they do that trick play, uh, you know, where they huddle in the scrum, simply hands it off to Moffa. And then it seems like it's going to be a decent little, little play. And then next thing you know, the balls fumble forward out of Moffa's hands and South Carolina gets the ball back. You know, when a play like that happens, you question, like, was that the right play call or anything like that? I didn't hate it. I thought it was, like, something that was different. I think it was just bad ball security, you know? And Moff, I know, would wish to have that one back. Um, And maybe you want somebody a little bit different back there. But, I mean, at the same time, I don't know. I just think it's just kind of a fluky play. And... They come in, score a touchdown, so it's 16-14. But then you go into the you know halftime with a 23-14 lead because of the touchdown from Antonio Williams. So you're still feeling good. You're still up two scores. And then the table just gets, gets kind of flipped in the second half. Um, you know, South Carolina gets the, the touchdown to c- cut it to two. And then Will Shipley has just a, a strong run to push it back up to nine. I think... Um, and within this, too, you have the fourth down play. It's fourth and one. They do a play action, and they throw McDowell, you know, and he runs like 65 yards down the one-yard line. And Makuba, you know, gets beat on the play, but he comes down and, and makes the play to stop him at the one. And then two plays later, R.J. Mickens gets the interception. So you cut off a play there. You know, so, so there, were, there were a couple good plays, but then, you know, Clemson had some turnovers, and then, so and then, uh, let's see. Shipley had the touchdown, and then uh, Wells Jr. had the long touchdown run right after. You know, after a long touchdown play, you give up a big play to him. There's just a couple of like just breaks in the secondary um, that weren't that weren't great when you need to beat a team like who, who can't really they weren't really able to run the ball either. You know, so you kind of knew that they were having to pass it more. Um, and it's kind of chances you kind of take with you know playing single coverage or um and and really probably plus press coverage with you know a lot of blitzing guys and you and you can't get home as much and so you take those opportunities with that and so and then they come down and get the field goal to go ahead and the clubs in the second half just could not get the offense going i mean they were outscored 17 to 7 after leading by nine at halftime i mean it's hard, hard to win that way, and you lose a turnover battle, you know, three to two. And they had some had some running the ball, but they kind of went away with that in the second half. Third down wasn't that bad. Total yards even weren't that bad. Four fourteen to three thirty six. I mean, obviously the big stat everyone's gonna be looking at is DJ's stats. He was eight for twenty nine for ninety nine yards, a touchdown, and a pick. You know, the pick he had thrown up. Towards later in the game, trying to trying to make a play, it, it just wasn't a good field position day. I mean, I would just say honestly, shout out to their punter. Uh, who's their punter again? Sorry, uh, Kroger. I I mean, dude was seven for three, six yards total. I mean, it, he's just having a great day. He had five inside the twenty. I mean, it kept feeling like in the second half, especially, it was like, oh, here we go, first and ten, first and ten from the, your own ten, like. It's hard, and they kept flipping the field, giving themselves an opportunity. It, you, you, 
you were just behind the chains a lot when it came to that and just the field position game. And then they eventually capitalized on that. Um, but DJ's obviously his, his stats are the big ones and, and obviously he could have played better. Um, I mean, he could have, but I would say too, like just in the third quarter alone or just in the second half, there was like four drops and a couple of bad plays and guys who should maybe making plays there. So it's hard. You can't really blame that on DJ. I know people want to, and I know that it's frustrating and it's frustrating to watch like the quarterback, like have a stat line like that in the biggest game of the year. And then the, the opposing quarterback goes 25 for 39 for 360 yards and two touchdowns and has a rushing, a rushing touchdown. You know, I mean, th- that's tough, and you don't want to see that and, and having to watch watch that. But I would say the wide receivers did not do him a lot of favors. You know, Bo Collins goes down with an injury again. He uh, hurt his shoulder again or just re-aggravated it. So he's, you know, he's out. And it, it, it was just, it was tough. I don't know. I, it's hard to, you know, and, and you, made, you made some running plays, but... It just it couldn't get that momentum going, and I think that's just it. Just kind of left a lot, just a bad taste in everybody's mouth. And but the crazy part is, like for you know, they played decently well in the first half, and then second half still didn't play great. But then you know, until like they get the still with a couple opportunities. You know, they had two drives starting from their own ten. One was picked off, and then they had to punt. They get the ball back, and. You know, Antonio Williams gets the punt, and he's down almost close to midfield, and then he fumbles the ball flukily, flukily, and you know, it just was a bad time for him to fumble. You know, and but you get a first down or two, and then you can kick the field goal with BT Potter, and you might win the game. Not saying you will, but you might. That's the crazy part in all this is just you're just a couple plays away. You know, there's a couple plays where they could have picked off. DJ again. There's also a couple of plays where on a wheel route to Will Shipley, if he gets that in stride, that could be a touchdown. There's just a few of those things, and that makes the stats look a lot better, you know? So doesn't look great, but I would say like this just feels that stat line just feels like a team stat line in the passing game. It just does. I they co- they cover the tight ends well, but um, I mean EJ Williams had a big drop pass. That just it just felt like they couldn't get out of their own way, and it's unfortunate because South Carolina is a team where, like, if you give them opportunities, they've been you know they shown they can take uh, advantage of that, and they were they came in ready to play, and you have to give them credit for that. I think like they were ready to try you know to withstand it, and they just kept hanging around, hanging around, and eventually they took the lead, and it just ran out of time. And turnovers will do it. I mean, Dabba talked about it as well. Like, teams who win this game, I mean, usually are winning the turnover battle. And Clemson just the past two weeks has not been, especially fumble-wise, it's just not been able to hold onto the ball well. And I think also, too, it's just... It, it, Spencer Rattlers, like, was a five-star quarterback, too. I mean, obviously, like, when you transfer and you get beat out and, and different things and you're getting into a new system, like, there's a lot of different factors at play, but... He can play, you know, Jaheim Bell, he can play. And honestly, Marshawn Lloyd is coming off an injury, and Tigers did a good job bottling him up. They really didn't have much of a running game at all other than Bell, you know, trying to, to switch it up. But 
you got to give credit to South Carolina. It's a huge win for those guys, and they were the better team that day. They just were. And it's hard. It's hard to beat a team eight times in a row. You know, like that's what Dabo was saying on Saturday is that that hadn't been done in the series yet, you know? And I think that the thing with this game is it stings, and you really have to look at it after the season. I mean, you get ready for this week, and, and you – implement and change what you can but that's a quick turnaround you know uh, to try to do that but it's a fresh start and not everyone gets the opportunity but i'm sure there's gonna be a lot of self-reflection in that but i would say it's it's unfair to blame this all on dj it just really is and also also we're not in practice like i I, it's hard to know like how good kate's looking like you've been hearing good things but He's played well at times when he's been put in, and he's not played well at times when he's been put in. You know, he's looked like a freshman. Other times he's looked good. It's, it's, it's hard to know. I would say DJ gives you your best shot to win, and I think that's the opportunity or that's the approach that the coaches are taking right now. It's just hard to to try to do that, and, and so there, there's talk of maybe trying to implement a package or give him some looks on Saturday just to give a different look to the offense. But I think, honestly, comes you just – they're going to ride it out with DJ and then reevaluate uh, in the offseason. And the crazy part is, again, this is a team that has a chance to win the AC title and could also win 12 games and potentially an Orange Bowl, for example. Like, that's what we're talking about, you know? And so it just hasn't looked as maybe as, you know, as pretty as other times in previous offenses or being used to being like, quote-unquote wide receiver you were used to having that as a strength you could rely on was the passing game and having two generational quarterbacks back-to-back you know that's a tough you know it's tough to swallow I think just those kind of stat lines are hard but I mean I think there's just a lot to continue to evaluate and I think this will you know this will be a big offseason I know last year was because you had two new coordinators and a lot of newness but also, too, it's taking all of this, and now you have actual like a year under your belt for each of these guys as the head coordinators. I think there's a lot to evaluate, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, coming this offseason, like the approach that Dabo and the staff takes, and if there are changes, what does that look like, who's staying. Um, but there's still a lot of stuff left in this year. So, and then that South Carolina team also, like, they flipped a switch, you know, and now Marcus Fallisfield got, looks like he's getting himself a new job. It's not all the way confirmed yet. Like, he hasn't officially signed ink to paper, but reports are he's going to Nebraska with, with Matt Rule. So, I mean, you go from only scoring, you know, six points on a non-offensive touchdown to, you know, scoring 63 against Tennessee, you know, top 10 Tennessee, and then beating a rival for the first time in after losing seven in a row. Yeah, I give credit to those guys. So uh, it's hard to know what else to say other than just um, there. I think there's just some things like some broken coverages, especially in the secondary. I think that's just a very big look to look into, especially when you hear tomorrow from Dabo in the press conference on Tuesday and then just in preparing for the week. Like, you know, with this offense, and they have a very talented offense in North Carolina. And I know they haven't, Honestly, I've shown it as much, you know, similarly, like they, their, their quarterback is like Drake may is their leading rusher and, you know, they've got talented receivers. I think some getting beat in the back end. I think those are things like that. You'd want to look at on defense um, for sure. And then offensively, I think, 
it's really, you know, continuing to set, let this running game be, you know, the leader. And I think it, that's what's hard in this game. Like this, like DJ had 51 tough yards and a touchdown, you know, Will Shipley was 15 for 132 and a touchdown. I mean, the dude was averaging almost nine yards a carry. So I just think you're probably gonna see a little more of an emphasis of that. And then taking shots as you can, but you also have to convert on those shots. And so I just think we'll see a few of those kinds of things and, and probably a little bit more ball control, honestly. Um, so, but Clemson's still the favorite, and I think that's fair going into this matchup. But, you know, it it goes into the whole, like, I know people are frustrated, you know? So this is not always the things that people want to hear, you know? You want to beat South Carolina every year. You want to go to the playoff every year. This is partially why, like, in my opinion, it's not reducing the standard to set yourself up for expectations of, like, these are kids, you know, like these are college students, you know, 18 to 22, you know, now we're up to like 24, five, five year olds even, but still like they're still kids. And like when you set yourself up for the playoff being the expectation, not the reward for the regular season, it's just almost like that's why you can't keep that be the focus because you're going to get disappointed more times than not. And it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. And then you just leave unsatisfied, you know, and you don't get to celebrate, you know, what you're doing well. And that's why I'm like Clemson, like Clemson should be honestly at this point, like winning the division, you know, and playing for the division title every year and winning it many, many times. You know, I think that's, that is a great standard. And then, and then when you get into the postseason, I think everything in the postseason is like, that's a whole different season unto itself. And it, and it, depends on the year you've had um obviously but i just think when you think of goals it's it's almost like it just it becomes its own thing and that's why i think when you make goals like this out of the season like clemson should be playing for the division and winning it more times than not and you missed it last year you made it again i mean you won six you won six titles in a row missed one year and then now you're back on the title game again so it's seven out of the past eight years you're in the championship game having won six of the previous seven. I mean, I don't care who you are. That's, that's really tough to do. Um, so obviously a big, you know, bad taste in your mouth and not, not the week you want to go to. And also, you know, gives them bragging rights this year. And I think it will light a fuel in the fire for them going in the next year, finishing off the season. Well, these seniors, you know, it just, the conversation from like Shipley and, you know, even seeing online Rucororo today and uh, like DJ here and just, they're just disappointed. You know, like those guys would be the first to tell you that they're disappointed. They, they didn't want to send the seniors out that way, you know? And I, I just, I've just seen the character of this team too many times come through and finish out, you know, things stronger more often than not, you know? And I just think giving the benefit of the doubt and not saying there's not things that can't be improved or re-looked at or re-evaluated, you know, for sure. And also there's still a lot of talent coming in. So I, I just think it, it's too preemptive to, to do all the other conversation. They just got beat. You did beat themselves. And But giving credit to South Carolina, I mean, they were the better team that day. So I know there's a lot more that can be said and will be said about that game, but that's just my like that's just my thoughts coming off of on a Monday, I get taking a day to feel it out, and um, 
So they're eventually going to do it. You know, you don't want to hear that, but like, I don't want to hear that saying out of my mouth if I'm the one listening to this, but they were eventually going to do it. And now it's just a reset, you know, and you really can evaluate and it's not forgetting it. It's just, you have to like keep your focus on like, okay, now what can you do going forward? And what's up next is North Carolina. So yeah, a lot of conversation will be had in the off season. I'd be very interested to see what that looks like, but that's what we have for right now. Um, but we also had some basketball that I wanted to get into for this past weekend. You had uh, the men's basketball team. They were in the Emerald Close Classic in Florida. So they played number 25 Iowa on Friday. And then depending on how they did, they were going to either get the winner or loser between TCU and Cal. And, you know, Iowa's lost, lost a couple pieces last year, but, you know, they're always a well-coached team and, and, a, and a really good witness test, you know, for Clemson to get the opportunity to play them. They end up losing by three in a close game. I, I think, like, Iowa is always consistent and um, just a good test for them. So, obviously, you want to win a game like that, but I I think it was a good yeah, bounce-back performance when they beat, you know, when they beat uh, Cal. Sorry, when they beat Cal. Um, so, you know, go one-on-one. That feels probably about right in a tournament like that. So the big thing for them is you're five and two. You're coming into the, the you know, which is crazy. Now they just announced today that it's going to be the last ACC Big Ten Challenge, and you got a tough Penn State team at home. So you have that going on. Uh, and then you got Wake Forest on Friday. So, and then you really start getting into more of the season. So it's it's an important week, and I think it like Tuesday night's a big matchup for these guys. And you really want to get a win when you're at home. And Penn State's tough. It's not a guarantee at all. I think it's a good, probably a good little coin flip kind of a game. But having the having the being at home is a big deal. And if you can get this win, it's a huge marker on your resume, you know, especially in playing some other tight games. So you have that going on. And then you had the women just came back from the Virgin Islands. I mean, what a great way to spend your Thanksgiving. They came back one and two. Obviously not, you know, not the record you desire to. They played well in the first half against Kansas State. And then I don't know what happened second half, honestly. And you probably just throw out the second half of that tape. You know, it's hard to say other than that. But they played well first half. And then, you know, showed good um, resilience to come back in the Arkansas game, in game number two, but still fell short with them. And then you beat a tough Northern Arizona team that likes to run up and down and then can score a lot of points. So that was good to see, and not just win, but win comfortably. So I think you're still learning a lot with this team and kind of seeing what they'll do. I thought it was good to see that with Arkansas, just seeing them get down and, and fight back after just a tough day, you know, night one. So... They come back home this week and then they go on the road to Charleston Southern. So I think that would be that's a big one to get on the road to continue the momentum into the season before you start ACC play for those ladies. But I thought it was good the way they they finished the Arkansas game and then they came back and beat a tough Northern Arizona team um, to now go on the road. So basketball is getting into full swing swing. You know, we got the ACC championship and then we've got finishing up non-conference and basketball and then 
going into uh, ACC play. And now they also just announced, too, that the ACC and SEC are going to be starting a new partnership. So instead of the Big Ten ACC Challenge, it'll be the ACC and SEC. So that'll be fun to, to have that as well on top of the South Carolina games every year. So you'll probably see someone different than that. As well, so it's just a, a good to, keep, to continue to build in the non-conference and continue to build with those local, you know, parts of the country uh, games within that. So you like that. So yeah, that's really all it is it for now. Um, you know, we got North Carolina coming up, and so a lot to talk about this week. There's gonna be a lot of looking into this, but some fun basketball coming up. So still a lot going on this year, and. I'm excited to see kind of where this goes forward and hopefully we get a win on Saturday night and get a couple basketball wins this week. And when we see on the other side of this, we'll have some fun conversations about it. So thanks for listening guys. And for now we are signing off.